Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Danny. I'm Allie. I'm Lindsay. And this is season 23, episode two. <laughs> the land before time, where the dinosaurs bang. <laughs> and so did other Harry Potter characters. <laughs> Inexplicably. <laughs> Revisionist creationist history. Welcome back. And happy Valentine's Day. Yes. If this doesn't get you turned on and making whoopee with your partner, then we don't know what will. We'll be reading this entire story in soft, sexy voices, turning the Midwest down and the heat up in the bedroom. <laughs> it's especially it'll just all be like creationism talks, like just more like historical arguments. And we'll just do it in that Delilah voice. So it's sexy. If Mary Magdalene turns you on, then you've turned into the right <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's also Allie and Matt's. Wait, is it your golden date anniversary then if it's 14 years on the 14th? It was last year. Our anniversary is on the 13th. So last year was our golden anniversary. <sighs> well, then I wish you nothing. <laughs> and I hope you have a rotten time. <laughs> then. You guys have accomplished not a lot, so big whoop. Well, uh, if you're tuning in on February 14th, 2023, then Matt and I had a wonderful anniversary dinner at 4.15 p.m., (laughs) which is how long our nanny can stay till, so... She's only giving you 15 extra minutes? No, no. She's staying till, like, 6, but we're having a 4.15 dinner. Depressed. Is it lunch oh, no, or dinner? It's dinner. I mean, it's the Is earliest it a business lunch. It's the latest we could get lunch, and the earliest we could get dinner. So it's just it'll probably be just heavy snacks. <laughs> That's great. Well, then you just you just eat a really early lunch. You just reshift your yeah. You just skip breakfast, eat lunch at breakfast time, and then you Listen, eat two dinners. It's it's simple: a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch. <laughs> Tommy Lasorda did it. <laughs> Lizzie, wasn't it Tommy Lasorda? No. A shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch. Oh, I just that was like Slim Fast. Yeah, isn't I think it? that was Tommy Lasorda. That was the spokesperson. Oh, I think there were lots of spokespeople. <laughs> I don't remember him specifically. I believe you. I just I think of it, it's like Jenny Craig or Yeah, yeah. I know Slim Fast. Slim Fast or something. I, I was thinking Tommy Lasorda was like a former baseball manager and he like became the spokesperson <gasps> for a long time for I think it was Slim Fast. I was like Tommy Lasorda, no, you're pronouncing Jenny Craig wrong. <laughs> you're Italianizing. Yeah, Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> he was the knockoff Italian version of Jenny Craig. It's a Jenny a Craig. Tommy Latotally. <laughs> Jenny a cannoli. <laughs> ah, a 
a pasta for lunch. He went from Tommy Alada to Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> oh, no. For three weeks no. on SlimFast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Tommy Lasorda. Um, hold on, let me hold up his picture of the camera. Tommy Lasorda for SlimFast. Oh, wow. If this doesn't date me as almost 40-year-old, I don't know what does. Tommy Lasorda's brand equity lives on. You just have a pasta sauce for breakfast, pasta sauce for lunch, and a sensible dinner of pasta sauce. Pasta sauce. sauce. Italian Italiana sauzitz. <laughs> You guys are drinking it out of a little can and a straw? Out of a little rigatoni? <laughs> Just an uncooked spaghetti. <laughs> Didn't straws try to do that? Like in the like the paper straw era, weren't people trying to use, it wasn't exactly like pasta, but it was. It wasn't like a big fat rigatoni. It was something made out of something similar. I can't believe we haven't perfected that yet. I know. That doesn't seem so hard. But <laughs> guys. Between paper and plastic. Uh, how did the Rush Sanders celebrate Valentine's Day? You know, we don't have any plans. (laughs) Welcome to married life. (laughs) Yeah, one year in. Uh, I've never, even when we were dating, I've never been that big into the holiday. I mean, like, we'll get each other little gifts and there will be flowers and, like, dinner and stuff, but nothing uh, over the top. I'm guessing, are you and Marco, like, there's, like, a blimp that's being hired? (laughs) Was that Chinese balloon you tried to plan? (laughs) Fuck, we sent the wrong coordinates. Out of control. Didn't they shoot it down? It's just uh, confetti. And it just says, like, Marco, I love you. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it was not a big deal. It's we fine. got a call from President Biden for <laughs> Valentine's Day. So tone it down next year, boys. We got we got security clearance. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we're doing dinner. Um, we recently discovered we had all these gift cards, like, just that we've never used, like, uh, restaurant gift cards that. We've gotten like through the years, you know, so nice. I think we actually might do a traditional go out to eat at uh, 4.30 p.m. Oh, wow. Late night. Yeah. As is tradition. As is tradition. So <laughs> everyone eats early. You guys, I just looked up steak and a blowjob day, but that's March 14th. I, for some reason, I thought it was February 13th or I thought it was like around here. Is that supposed to be like men's Valentine's Day? Yeah, it's really silly. It's like a joke. Oh, it's a joke holiday, but it's like, yeah, steak and a blowjob. Toxic. Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, you know, unfunny, toxic jokes. <laughs> unfunny, toxic masculinity uh, that permeated my sense of humor 20 years ago. It's sort of like a... Joe Rogan type. <laughs> That's what we celebrate. Tony Alada. Matt's like, I'm okay. That's okay. Thank you. And you're like, I have to. It's the day you celebrate. Please. Well, I uh, hope everybody here is celebrating in as, as much fun and early celebrations as we are. And um, that this gets you in the mood for whatever plans you have today. And every day. Yeah. Make sure to play this before your four o'clock dinner reservation. <laughs> We're just laying out the best <laughs> Valentine's ever. You know, I was actually, I was just reading a Cosmo article about 14 ways to get into the mood for Valentine's Day. And you know what Were number you? one was? Yeah. You know what number one was? <laughs> a sexy dinosaur name brainstorm. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That checks out. That was number one. And number two was steak, steak and a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want your steak uh, medium raw... <laughs> Uh, We told you last week that we were going to do some sexy dinosaur brainstorm names. And so we're going to share ours when this airs, uh, or if not sooner, at some point in the next week or two, we're going to have the forum for everybody to share their own ideas. Um, And so we'll we'll read some other winners. But uh, Try Sarah Top our ideas. Oh, (laughs) Dino Burn. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like we're going to do this like, uh, what's the one where you read the word and if somebody else has the idea, you lose a point? Oh, oh taboo. taboo. Oh, me and Lindsay kill it, Taboo. Oof, man, people don't like no. playing with us. Uh, by people, we mean our husbands. <laughs> Lindsay and I are like, I guess we'll be on a team. We'll just do like, what, guys versus girls? I don't know. Oh. It could be simple. And Allie would sneeze and I'd be like, <laughs> Casablanca. <laughs> be like, yes. We'll do. Wait, no. I think I'm thinking of categories. Oh, no, don't mention. I hope Nancy doesn't tune into oh, this episode. Do you know that Allie's mom thinks she invented that game? Have we ever had this conversation on the podcast? <laughs> Bergoglio Gordies? She literally, she swears that she invented <laughs> categories. Okay, I have to tell this story. I can't believe I haven't told <laughs> on the pod Be before. my pants. <laughs> I feel like I have. Doesn't matter. <laughs> tell it again, because I it's not immediately relevant, and I'd like to, I, to hear it again. Any listeners, if you know the exact episode and time that I've told this story before, I certainly have. So, okay, back in Detroit... When my mom was in her 20s, she used to take a bus downtown to Detroit to work. And she used to play a game she called Categories. And she she actually printed off these little cards that had spaces you could fill in. She would shout out a letter and set a timer. And people would fill it in as fast as possible. And the person who had the most well, – I mean, isn't that Categories? I mean, it's close. Yes. She would pass it out to people on the bus. and People on the bus? Yeah. Strangers on the bus? So somebody from Hasbro was on her bus and was like, zoink. My mom swears to God it was the same setup. Yeah. <laughs> she had a note card with all the different categories on the side. Yeah. And then they would shout out a letter. Everyone would race against the clock and see who could fill it out. And she thinks that someone on that bus pitched the idea to like Parker <laughs> Brothers or Milton Bradley or something. I'm picturing the bus driver in the front of the bus being like, you know, fire hydrant. <laughs> Everyone you know? played. Like also playing like everybody. Oh, Nancy's on the bus. Oh, I got to take the 10 a.m. for Nancy. I think that's like so cute to picture her engaging everyone in a game. That's so cute. Yeah, so they would all play on the drive down and back that they would play categories. And I was like, well, the problem is, Ma, you didn't brand it well. So, you know, how can you own it if you didn't brand it? <laughs> Should have hired obedient. <laughs> or paid to distribute it. Put it on shelves. Anywho. Ugh. Well, this one goes out to Nancy. Yes. For Google, and at address. <laughs> um, so we'll see how many dinosaur names that we have are original. Okay. And I think, can you say what the real dinosaur name was that inspired it? Sure. Yes. Okay. Okay, Allie, you go first. We'll do ADL. Okay. Uh, Teradictyl. Did you guys have that? No. You got a point. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought that was going to be a, an easy one. I got a Vulvaceraptor. <laughs> Danny. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Vulvaceraptor. Vulvaceraptor. It's like the emphasis. Vulvaceraptor. Yep. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yep. I am going to read my one that sort of has a similar one as Allie. I did Diplodocus instead of Diplodocus. So there's a dick in there. And Lindsay, I had a different iteration of that. I had a Diplodocus. Nice. And I had Dildodocus. <laughs> oh my God. Points, points, points. Wow. <laughs> okay, back to you, Lynn. Back to me. Oh, Iguanodon instead of Iguanodon. Mm, mm, good one. I'm sure we have a dong. There's got to be a lot of dongs in here. I got Iguanodon. Yep. I had a Brontohorus. <gasps> nice. I had a, a Pachycephalohorus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's favorite childhood dinosaur. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, I had a Brachymyhymenosaurus. <laughs> What's the real name of that one? Uh, a Brachiosaurus. Brachi- oh, Brachiomyhymen. Oh, got it. 
tachyo one that you just said. Pachycephalosaurus. Okay, it sounds like syphilis. Tachycephalus. Pachycephalosaurus. Syphilisaurus. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, Lids. There's one called a um, Bellosaurus, and so I just changed it to Ballosaurus, like balls. Yeah, great. Easy. You know, classic. I had a Triceratops or bottom. Oh, yeah, that's Ooh. great. That's great. I had a Triwayceratops. Oh, good. Ooh. I'm trying to remember what this originally would have been, but it says Pegasaurus, like pegging. Wait, I had that too, Lynn. Like a Stegosaurus. A Stegosaurus. I oh, had that yeah. too. It was a Stegosaurus. Yeah. Oh, Stegosaurus. I changed to Pegasaurus. Is that what you? Yeah. exactly what you did? I had that one too, yeah. Oh, cute. How about a Master Betadon? Yes. Ooh, good one. Like a Mastodon? Great. I had a, instead of the Ankylosaurus, I had a grab your Ankylosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> You got really creative, Danny. <laughs> There's a Camarasaurus, and I did Camarasaurus. Mm, that's good. Or Fan Cam. Oh, that's good. Uh, instead of a bag of Ceratops, I had a Bob Slatter Ceratops. <laughs> <laughs> Very liberal. I had a T-Rection. That's Oh, I love it. Changing the ending. Mm-hmm. There's a Unanosaurus, and I had a P-Nanosaurus. Ooh, cute. That's good. I just think that this one should stay as is, the Gigantosaurus. I think that's sexual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. BDE, big dino energy on that one. <laughs> what about raptor? Is, is there, like, I know you said the velociraptor, but, like, just a raptor. Is it, like, rapture? Like, isn't it rapture when you're, well, not the religious rapture, but. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, can you weigh in on this one? <laughs> Enraptured. Oh, I see what you're saying. I feel like that feels like a very erotic term. Rack. Also boobs. Ractor. Oh, yeah. Nice ractor. <laughs> I feel like we can change one of these like orus to anus at the end. Mm. Like any of the ones that yeah. end in that could end in anus. Oh, lesothanus. Yeah. Lesothosanus. <laughs> That's great. You guys, there's a Dracorex, like Draco. Oh. D-R-A-C-O-R-E-X. Oh. Isn't there a hairy, no, it's a woolly mammoth. There's a giraffe <laughs> titan. They could be giraffe titties. <laughs> I love it. I just threw out a uh, 69-asaurus. <laughs> so this one you just came from your heart. It's made up, yeah. That one was right from my loins. <laughs> There's a spinosaurus or spinosaurus. I don't know how it's pronounced, but I was thinking like a spit, like swallow or spitosaurus. Mm. <laughs> how much Ooh. I want to tack it on the front end of that one. Clitosaurus. Clitosaurus. Yeah, and Dave got eaten by a clitosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> No, Dave could never find it. Never saw it coming. (laughs) I saw a TikTok today that was like, thank God Stonewall. Thank God Stonewall (laughs) was called Stonewall because we could like celebrate, you know, the pride movement in Stonewall and not like, you know, hydrate, (laughs) (laughs) which is another gay bar in Chicago. Just like someplace a little. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just. Oh, oh yeah. You know, the movement started at ball sweat. (laughs) Stonewall sounds pretty good. Thank God. Stonewall sounds very elegant. You guys, there's an Allosaurus, and I think that that sounds just sexy as it is, so I think we should leave that intact. We discussed your dinosaur last week. I know. It's still good. Hot. Well, send us any other ones you like. Oh, wait, hold on. One more. Sorry. There's a Brachiosaurus. We should call it a Brachiosaurus. Wait, did you say this already, Danny? Break you your back? Oh, sorry. I went right for No, that. he did the break, the break, your hymen, Brock, your hymen. Oh. 
Is that okay? Brachiobacus. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I, yes. It's, this is this fake dinosaur game. Okay. I also like, I love break my backus. My break my back. I'm break my backosaurus. <laughs> Bend me over backosaurus. <laughs> uh, Hit it from the backosaurus. That's it. Hit it from the backosaurus. That's so good. Well, let us know any winners. We'll see if we can't get these illustrated. Just having a triceratops just dongs on its veil, whatever that thing is called. Something needs to be phallic. You guys, there's a dinosaur called a swollen head dragon. Whoa. That sounds very erotic. Is that just a dragon? Is that a dinosaur? It just says it's called a a swollen head dragon. Hold on. Did I look up sexy dinosaur names? What is a suckle? Ooh. A suckamimus? That sounds sexual. Suckamimus? It does. S-U-C-H-O-M-I-M-U-S. Suck on me balls. (laughs) Sounds like suck on my penis or suck suck on menis. There's a niponosaurus. Nipplenosaurus, that's amazing. Is there a horny archaeologist? I mean, you're out there in the wild digging up bones, sweating all day. You're going to name something a swollen memus. <laughs> There's a joke in here, too, about, like, which dinosaur is the horniest, and it's the Triceratops because he is, like, literally the ho- has the most horns. Mm. Cool, Lens. Great joke, Lens. <laughs> I like it. Wow, the crowd goes fucking wild, guys. <laughs> And the crowd goes silent. <laughs> They're in awe. Well, we should stop this, I'm sure, riveting game and foreplay to people's Valentine's Day dinners. And <laughs> I think we have small announcement from Allie, blow down, then we can get into the story. Yep. Thanks, Cosmo, for the suggestion. Yes. So the announcement for me is I'm having another baby. Just kidding. I was like, yeah, announcement. I'm pregnant. No, something much cooler. So we had an email from a listener that actually came in a while ago. It came in back in October, right? I think it was right after we did our last recording. And it was from Maria. And the subject line is clockily memory out of nowhere. And so she said she was a longtime listener. And she said if it wasn't for us, she would have never been able to convince her boyfriend to start watching the CUM movies, the, you know, our dirtied up MCU. So we we opened the door for their relationship to flourish. But she said she was rewatching The Office and also listening to um, an Office-related podcast. Oh, and she was digging around on Etsy for some sort of Office trinkets and all of a sudden saw the broccoli clock. And out of her mouth came one single word, clockily. <laughs> And so she said she completely forgot about it and laughed her ass off um, when she remembered. Like, what a silly joke. And um, so I just wanted to share that, that I am just delighted that the clockly is back in our lives. And it's no longer in my life personally. I gave it to my mom and she sold it on Facebook Marketplace. I knew it. So. I was going to say there is virtually zero chance that Allie has kept – Allie buys novelty things for the fun of them and then gets rid of them within three weeks. Just to enjoy them. Because she can't handle clutter. Yeah. She rents them. Yeah, I hate clutter. She's just like, that's so nice. I need to purge it out of my house immediately. <laughs> well, I hope our listener friend used code Allosaurus when checking out <laughs> to get that clock. If you bought it from Nancy, you likely bought it for $6. That's her magic Facebook marketplace sale price that she said just draws them in. It feels like it's a little bit more than five, but not quite 10. And it feels to be like it's the sweet spot. So she's getting revenge on whoever made categories happen. (laughs) She's showing them. She is. She's getting sweet, sweet $6 Facebook Marketplace revenge. So you got the Clockly for $6 and I probably paid $40 for it. Sure. sure. And expedited shipping. I'm certain. (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. Should we blow? Let's blow. I mean... Here's what we blow. Here's all we, <laughs> the more you blow, is that 
Harry and Draco accidentally traveled too far back in time, and they are in the land of dinosaurs, and they are going to be stuck there for two weeks, right? They can't figure out how to, like, undo the magic. And they don't seem that scared. And basically, there was a lot of discussion about what the wizarding world thinks about dinosaurs and dragons and such. And I mean, I think that's really, that like just set up the whole premise of like where they are and what's going on, right? Did I miss? Yeah, end of the night, they were having a uh, fish for dinner. Mm-hmm. A fish fry? Mm-hmm. Oh, they can use magic, it seems. We said that they were potentially eating like a 40-foot fish because everything was bigger back in the prehistoric era. <laughs> Texas in the prehistoric era. <laughs> so the fish could be eating them. That is true. <laughs> Should we do it? I think we should. Danny, it's you. Take it away. Harry chewed. Malfoy watched. The aroma of the humongous grilled prehistoric aquatic animal rose from the fire and wafted towards Malfoy on the mild breeze. It seemed to be late spring or early summer here. If they were lucky, they might find some edible berries or vegetables, Ooh, provided they recognize them as such. Not weed edibles, just they can just eat them. Okay. Oh, dang it. It's a bummer. They could maybe find some big, big ass mushrooms if they really want to trip balls when they're there. <laughs> hey, I have an idea. Should we trip balls in dinosaur times? Could you imagine? Trip ballosaurus. <laughs> uh, I don't know about tripping balls, but we could lick them. Oh, okay, that's pretty good too. Let's see. Harry had a vague idea that most of the modern food stuff was crossbred and genetically altered to a point that the wild versions of most green stuff looked nothing like the shiny, juicy things Aunt Petunia brought home from the supermarket. He feared he'd be incapable of recognizing the real thing. Swallowing his mouthful, he eagerly bit off more. They had no salt or herbs to season the fish with, and there was a bitter tang that Harry suspected resulted from their blundering attempts to remove the gallbladder. But it was really nice to have something warm and rich in his mouth. Nature's salt. (laughs) I did do a search for gallbladder, and there's a bunch here, so we should be fine on this story. Oh, thank God. Good. Good. We're always looking for a gallbladder story. It was like we searched ball gag, and somehow it got scrambled. (laughs) Just gallbladder. (laughs) Same, same. Ball gagger. (laughs) It was really nice to have something warm and rich in his mouth after a day spent exploring their potentially hostile environment. Just wait till the night ends, Harry. Let me tell you. (laughs) You want something warm and rich in your mouth and just... uh... (laughs) Could use a little salt. I know. (laughs) We know a guy. Asteroid incoming. (laughs) Malfoy's eyes were glued to Harry's lips. Looking up, Harry met his eyes briefly before the other man looked away. Tastes okay. Harry commented, trying to break the awkward silence. I don't know why he was talked like Hagrid. Malfoy Malfoy sneered and still wouldn't meet his eyes. Harry chewed. Twenty minutes passed. Harry slowed down the more his stomach filled. He began cutting strips off the remaining carcass to roast besides the bit they had termed dinner. He hadn't liked the beef jerkies or shrink-wrapped dried fish amongst Hermione's provisions while they were on the run, but he had been grateful for them nonetheless. Unpleasant food was far superior to none. Harry had no idea how many fish were actually in that river, best to preserve what they had any way they could. Another long stretch of time passed without a word spoken between them. They had decided on a two-hour safety period before Malfoy would attempt to eat. If Harry hadn't dropped dead by then, Malfoy would go ahead and try his luck. Damn. Wow. Wow. He's the guinea pig or whatever. What's a prehistoric? What is the guinea pig's ancestor? I think it was like a... (laughs) 
What are those big ass? Like a 300 pound gerbil. Like a, ca- <laughs> a capybara. You know, those uh-huh. like, they look oh, like a yeah. big, yeah. Totally. A <laughs> 300 pound gerbil. The modern guinea pig is the descendant of the cavia cotleri. Three guinea pigs in a trench coat. <laughs> guinea pig worm. So Harry is risking his life right now. And if he doesn't drop dead, Malfoy will eat. We'll dig in. What a brat. So nice. Maybe one hour had passed by now. Harry was feeling pleasantly full, but the scent of the grilled fish on the wind was still attractive to him. He had no idea how Malfoy was holding out on his empty stomach while smelling that. Right on cue, Malfoy's better knowledge lost the battle with his basic human instincts. Fuck it. (laughs) Harry watched amused as Malfoy took down the second half of the piece termed dinner, cut off a large chunk, and savagely bit into it. For what it's worth, it didn't taste off and I'm feeling fine, Harry commented. I mean, it's good that Malfoy is eating the fish now because if he keeps waiting, it's going to be room temperature fish and he's probably going to get salmonella. So pick your poison. You win some, you get salmonella some. Tony a lot of some. What was his name? (laughs) Tony Tony Lasorda. Tony Lasorda. You win some, you get Tony Lasorda some. (laughs) (laughs) Malfoy grumbled something unintelligible and kept on devouring the hot, juicy fish. Harry grinned. Their first week was spent exploring and trying to stay off the radar of the carnivorous dinosaurs or potentially also currently alive mammal predators. Neither boy remembered much from their lessons on prehistoric life forms, so they weren't really sure if woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers had been around at the same time as the dinosaurs or later. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad Hermione Lefevre wasn't there. (laughs) Editor's note, much later. Hermione appeared to say later and then disappeared. Does no one read History of Hogwarts? So what's the thing that she always references? (laughs) But they didn't meet either and eventually put the question out of their minds. They managed to find and summon another fish before their first one ran out, and they unearthed a handful of slim, vaguely carrot-like roots. Slim fast? Roots? (laughs) (laughs) They came back and invented slim fast. Pre-littered cans of slim fast. Having consumed those without ill effect, they ventured into the berries and after a few lucky guesses, finally used up the bazaar. At that point, they decided that their repertoire of edible foodstuff was large enough to see them through the remaining 10 days and stopped trying new things. Malfoy occasionally spouted random trivia about magical creatures that Harry had no idea what to do with. For instance, while they were less than expertly gutting their second fish, Malfoy suddenly proclaimed, There's a louse that can switch gender. Did you know that? It starts out as male, then grows into being a female. It reproduces while riding a fish. <laughs> That's, I assume, how he would say it. I like it. He definitely is the son of the Lucius from one of our stories that had <laughs> some accent that I think was in the same family as that one. I do declare. Lucius from Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Savannah. Oh, yeah. It was like molasses. That's right. Molasses. <laughs> Malfoyliasis. He was a porn star. He was a porn was. star. Here, he gave the huge scaly monster they had summoned a speculative glance that did odd things to Harry's insides. And then it destroys the fish's tongue and attaches itself in its stead, leeching the fish's blood and mucus. That sort of sounds like, you know, in uh, Finding Nemo, the fish that lights up underwater with the light that scares them. You know, it has those teeth. Oh, yeah. The anglerfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one that lurks really deep. That really scary, like the deep sea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently that is the female and the males are like very little fish that swim up and attach to it and its skin sticks them onto her body and she absorbs its gonads and kills it as the mating ritual. Oh, 
Like a praying mantis does. Yeah, but it's like wow. absorption, underwater absorption, and there's gonads. Wow. There's gonads. Oh, I dare. There's gonads? <laughs> gonads for gonads. Give me a gonads. I'm yeah. horny. And just like that, there go the nads. <laughs> there go the nads. That's why I say, watch out for the anglerfish. <laughs> Here come the nads. There go the nads. <laughs> nads come and they go. Come and they go. <laughs> I stuck my I stuck my nuts on one one time. Gone. 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 Nads go. Now I got no nads. <laughs> now I'm the father of thirty five thousand little angler dannies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> little little hairy anglerfish. I guess a nad a nad is your name backwards, so <laughs> it all makes sense. A godans. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so stupid. Harry snorted. That had taken a fast turn from being sexy, and so had we. <laughs> You're full of it, Malfoy. I think that should be our podcast uh, subject line. That had taken a fast turn from being sexy. <laughs> A review. (laughs) (laughs) At night, they made their bed in a small cave that they spelled shut with a large boulder before going to sleep. It was mildly claustrophobic, but as Malfoy convinced Harry, safety first. Harry was pretty sure Malfoy had a skewed perspective, never having been made to sleep in a small, dusty cupboard beneath (laughs) the stairs. But in this instance, he grudgingly conceded that Malfoy was right, so he kept his peace. Harry's like, oh, I've got all these tips. Let me tell you how to how to maximize a minimal space. He like writes for um, women's magazines, like 10 ways to sleep in a dusty, how to up-level your dusty cupboard beneath the stairs. Just because you live in a cave doesn't mean you have to live like a caveman. <laughs> Watch this dusty cupboard get a glow up in 10 days or less. <laughs> the first morning, Harry woke up and found he had migrated over from the side of his cave to wrap himself around Malfoy in his sleep. Ooh. Embarrassing. Harry was relieved to find Malfoy still asleep, blissfully unaware of Harry's unrequited cuddling. Still, he thought it wasn't an accident that Malfoy chose that morning to fuzzily inform Harry that The female imperial dragonfly eats the male after coupling. Did you know that? Just tugs him close and then bites his head off. Having said that, Malfoy heartily bit into his breakfast of dried fish and berries. Mm. After that, Harry made sure to avoid further awkward mornings by spelling Malfoy more deeply asleep once the other man had nodded off, making Harry always the first one to wake. Mm. They squabbled. Of course they did. But it never went past the point where one or both walked off in different directions, fuming or sulking. They didn't come to blows. They never cursed each other. Both men were acutely aware that their chances of survival doubled if they remained together. Also, Harry thought, they really had come a long way since their first year. Neither of them wanted to kill the other. They trusted each other not to poison the food while the other wasn't looking. And they didn't even play any pranks. And not for lack of opportunities, but just because it didn't feel right. It was Harry's reason, anyway. And he really wanted to presume it was Malfoy's too. When they weren't off hunting for roots and berries like the first humans or exploring another valley of their little mountain, where in the world had they ended up anyway? This sure didn't look like the Scotland they knew. But then Harry remembered that Eurasia had been one continent. <laughs> Uranus had been one continent in early times. Pangea. I was just going to say. Pangea. <laughs> yeah. Allie once got really high and would not stop talking about Pangea. <laughs> What did she talk about? She just was like, you guys remember how crazy it is that Pangea was Pangea. Like, she just was, like, very high, and that was basically it. I, like, all of a sudden locked in on the Pangea talk, and I, like, 
that's all I wanted to talk about. And no one seemed as enamored with the idea. Like you guys had already made peace with it. And I was just coming to grips. You were just like, but Pangea, you guys. <laughs> Pangea, like guys, it was all one landmass. Airplanes were colliding. <laughs> Could have been one people. Should have been Farrah's name. I should have. Pangea La Fever. Oh, Pangea La Fever. <laughs> Eurasia had been one continent in earlier times. There was such a thing as plate tectonics, and mountains grow out of the earth where plates collided. Oh, I know. So it stood. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Allie, you are one PhD away from a paper on it and two joints. One PhD and two bowls. <laughs> so it stood to reason that Scotland right now would look nothing like it did in their time if it even existed. Neither Harry nor Malfoy had ever heard of anyone traveling this far back in time. So there was no precedent for what magic might do if the target location in time did not have a matching geographic location. For all they knew, they might have ended up swimming in the middle of a freezing ocean. Harry was kind of grateful to fate and magic that hadn't happened. He hated to swim in ice water. Hmm. Also, Malfoy probably would have died, which would have been a shame. He was just so pretty to look at. Can he not swim? Did they not learn that? I don't know. But maybe he just also would have died, you know. Oh, yeah. They both would have died. They would both have died and he would have died also, yeah. Oh, yes, it's fine. Yeah. He would have gotten absorbed by, his gonads would have been gotten absorbed by an anglerfish. <laughs> anyway, when they weren't. <laughs> Drake gonads. <laughs> the story does say Gonad anyway. too soon. That's what his, his yeah. plot Gonad too soon. Gonad too soon. R.I.P. Here lies Draco. <laughs> when they weren't otherwise occupied, Harry did nothing but look at Malfoy. Be it that they were talking about school, trading gossip, or coaching each other on their weaker subjects. Be it that they were lying side by side, looking up at the unfamiliar stars. No matter where and when, Harry's eyes would have always strayed back to Malfoy, to his fine bone cheeks, his elegant nose, his narrow yet nicely curved lips, the eyes that were so expressive when he let go of his pure blood prince's mask. Harry's fingers itched to card through that glossy blonde hair. He wanted to know if it felt as soft as it looked. Harry found his eyes straying over to Malfoy as they were lying in their cave at night, with Harry waiting for Malfoy to fall asleep and having only a narrow ray of moonlight to see by. And of course, Malfoy was the first thing Harry saw when he woke each morning, pressed up tightly against his former nemesis. He hated to admit it, even to himself, but Harry realized he had a problem. Okay, wait, we have a little stinkus. Lindsay, can you do a dinosaur one? A dinocus? What does dinosaur sound like? A big roar. You tell us. <laughs> that? Oh, that? Or something? I mean, that was clearly a Brachymyhymenosaurus. <laughs> Do you want the Diplodocus, the Allosaurus, <laughs> the Brachiosaurus, or the Pegasaurus? <laughs> <laughs> you guys just let me know. Uh, uh, oh, that was so good. Thanks. That's a Brachiobacosaurus sound, wasn't for it? For sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think what uh, an Allosaurus would be. Would be uh, marvelous. <laughs> not nasally enough. Not nasally no. enough. Not marvelous. <laughs> I would just go Peter. Peter. <laughs> just munching some leaves from a tall tree. Peter. <laughs> he, would, he would be an herbivore. Oh God. The fifth day of their involuntary prehistoric adventure, Harry decided he had to think. He left Malfoy in charge of grilling their second large fish and went off to scout the perimeter for dangerous predators. 
As he crept through the bushes and slunk along boulders, his wand always at the ready, he thought about his tragic crush on Malfoy. It wasn't like Malfoy. Do you guys think that they invented Whole30? They're going to come back with all this, like the caveman diet and paleo. Paleo, They really brought paleo to the wizarding world. Oh, totally. Everyone's going to be so svelte. Yeah. They were like, Harry, Draco, we can see your abs. What have you been doing? (laughs) Just fruits, berries, and fish. (laughs) It's simple. (laughs) Historical 15. (laughs) This is like Slim Fast versus Paleo. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Tommy, you threw. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like Malfoy was still his enemy, but they weren't exactly friends either. With how often Malfoy made it clear that Harry was not in the pure-blood heirs' league, lacking breeding, education, finesse, and elegance, Harry was under no illusion that the other man would ever desire him. Besides, according to the Hogwarts rumor mill, Malfoy was quite experienced in sexual matters. Mm. Harry, for his part, had rather lacked for opportunities. Well, with the fighting to stay alive and out of Voldemort's clutches ever since he'd entered the wizarding world, there had been that desperate fumble in the woods with Hermione, oh, but oh. she was firmly back with Ron now. So the less said about that, the better. If, by some miracle, Malfoy and Harry did end up in bed together, Malfoy would probably exit five minutes later with a disgusted sneer because Harry had no idea what the fuck he was doing. So depressing. Had Harry known that he was going to prove his own worst fears absolutely founded within the hour, he would probably have wondered if holding onto his cloak, stone, and wand was really worth it. (laughs) Harry burst into the clearing, screaming his head off. Too disoriented and horrified to notice, he had made it home until he ran smack into Malfoy, and they both fell to the ground in a tumble of limbs and wands. Perfect way to not get eaten by a dinosaur. (laughs) Potter, Malfoy yelled, trying to get the panicked man's attention. When Harry just stared at him, wild-eyed and uncomprehending, Malfoy raised his hand slowly to telegraph his intention, then whacked Harry a solid one. Snap out of it! (laughs) (laughs) Harry yelped and hastily crawled off Malfoy. Potter, what the fuck is wrong with you? Malfoy tried to growl. Due to his own heart trying to bounce out of his chest, infected by Harry's panic, it started with a fairly flat tone, yet ended in a sad sort of squeak. They, they, the dinosaurs, they, sex, Harry stuttered. Malfoy reached for understanding and drew a blank. Say what now? I, I saw, Harry whined. Hold on. Malfoy held up one hand in the universal stop sign and raised the other to dramatically pinch the bridge of his nose. Harry looked at the histrionic gesture with wide eyes. His gaze was met a moment later by a pained look from Malfoy's pale gray eyes. So you have not been molested by a dinosaur, (laughs) Malfoy ventured. Harry squeaked indignantly. Malfoy! And you've not been hunted by them either, nor been otherwise in mortal danger? Uh, no. (laughs) Malfoy frowned, looking deeply unhappy. All your theatrics just now were because you saw two dinosaurs mating? Potter, seriously. Oh, get off your high dinosaur, Malfoy. (laughs) Slide down the tail of that, (laughs) Humpasaurus. Er, no, said Harry. You did not see it, Harry said, feeling the color fleeing his cheeks once more at the memory. It was horrible. Malfoy scoffed. Potter, I knew you were a late bloomer, but but really, if you're so high and mighty as to accuse a little pureblood of me being a naive, what was the word? Creaturist? C- 
creationist, Harry supplied, distracted from his nausea despite himself. Creationist, Malfoy nodded briskly, apparently committing the word to memory for good. Well, you get to eat your own words now, thinking yourself so much more knowledgeable than me when you don't even know the first thing about sex. Harry mutely shook his head, not even trying to fight the accusation. A little worried now, Malfoy cocked his head. What exactly did you see that traumatized you so? Harry lowered his eyes and hugged himself tightly with his own arms. There were two, two dinosaurs. Huge, humongous, monstrous things. And one of them was coming up behind the other. It was, it was obviously ready to go, you know. And then it climbed on top of the other dinosaur and it started to thrust against it. And, oh God, I can't. It was just so horrible. Potter, Malfoy said slowly, coming closer and wrapping an arm around Harry's shoulders. It felt kind of nice. Only when he leaned into the warmth did Harry notice he was trembling. Look, Malfoy said, leaning in and whispering to Harry, it's really nothing to worry about. That's how most animals do it, you know. Werewolves do it like that, and measles, and many wizards, too. Birds do it. Diplodocus also do it. Let's do it. Let's bone back in time. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Though wizards can also go face to face. The nausea made an abrupt return. Wizards do it like that? How do you think children were made? <laughs> Harry ducked out from underneath Malfoy's arm and lowered himself slowly to the grass. He felt he needed to be sitting right now, lest he faint in Malfoy's arms like a damsel in distress. So, so that happens between humans too. Right. He cannot be this dense. I mean, end of episode, I think. <laughs> in the next one, he, he talks about like, he knew sex had happened in middle school and there was nothing like it at Hogwarts, so his education would be lacking. But he thought he'd piece together the relevant parts. I guess he's never seen porn. Apparently not. That's why this podcast is so important. Yeah. yeah. What Harry needed was fangasm. He's 18 <laughs> years old and didn't, maybe he thought it happened like that fish you just described. He thought the gonads <laughs> just got absorbed. He's afraid his nads were going to be absorbed into someone's body. Way easier to process. <laughs> well, I mean, God, especially if you've oh. been listening for seven years to fangasm, which I cannot believe it's been that long. Think of what a pro he'd be by now. He'd know what water sports are. He'd know what orgies were like. Tickle foreplay. Yeah, tickle foreplay. Bobsledding for bob sure. Bobsledding. Yeah. Wow. Bet Malfoy doesn't know about bobsledding. Bring a pasta bake to the dinosaur times. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your dinosaur tail up, up or, or down? down. It's fossilized or not. Is your dinosaur tail fossilized or not? But you changed the beginning. You said when the episode ends. Check your <sighs> dino bone, is it? Fossilized or not. I think that's what it was. Pretty close. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> Perfection is the enemy of good, okay? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> what do you guys think? Allie, start. You got a rant in your chest. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, my rant is that Harry is very obtuse, which I guess is typical Harry, but poor guy hasn't had exposure to dino sex, wizard sex, clearly not animal sex before, never listened to a horny podcast, Yep. not a dong. I mean, this guy's been deprived of all the good things in life, but I can't remember if fossilized was good or bad. Fossilized feels hard. And so that feels like that would be an erection. And that's good. No? Yes? What do you think? Huh. What was it last week? Yeah. Fossilized or not? 
I think we normally go up or down. Up or down. So fossilized, so fossilized or good. not. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's what we said last time, but we're going to start anew. <laughs> I am fossilized. My dino bone <laughs> is, you know, there's obviously sexual tension, at least coming from Harry's side. Malfoy, I think, is warming up to Harry. I think he knows that Harry's waking up and cuddled up to him in the morning. I think he's just not saying anything. Ooh. I think we're going to find that out later. So He's digging Harry's bone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's digging it. Yeah, so I think that, you know, we got one week left. Let's not let a season 22 happen where these two better get frisky in the prehistoric era. Yes. I'm also fossilized. I'm excited to hear that Harry has such a crush on him and is, like, waking up, cuddling next to him and is – He's learning a lot. And where better to learn about sex than way back in time so that when he travels back to time, he can be like, yeah, I learned that forever ago. And it'll be true. He's like, I've known about sex for 96 million years. <laughs> also like, <laughs> hey, never have I ever boned in front of a dinosaur. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's pretty once in a lifetime, you know, once in a 50 million years. So <laughs> I hope they cause all the other dinosaurs to run as they hoop and holler. Imagine how good his two truths and a lie will be. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I defeated the Dark Lord. <laughs> I fucked in front of Triceratops. And I have a goldfish named Scabbers. <laughs> <laughs> I have a goldfish named Gonads. <laughs> so is that three fossilized? Ooh. We got three fossilized? I think so. Was that you saying you were fossilized? Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Let's give a huge shout out to Evil Dime taking us through time. Ooh. Cannot wait to find out what happens next week. And um, yeah, I hope everybody finds out how they do it like they do on the Dinosaur Channel tonight <laughs> on Valentine's Day with yourself or someone else. Mm-mm-mm. Perfect. All right. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day, you guys. And stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Mwah. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals.